May the words of my lips and the meditations in all our hearts be now and always in ever-living fellowship with you, our God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen.
set out a little bit into the Sea of Galilee. And at the end of that time, he then turns um, to Peter and those in the boat and invites them to fish. And it's one of those moments where um, it's kind of, there's almost a humour to it. Because Jesus is saying, I cast your nets out a bit further. And Peter sort of says, well, they're from the same community here. So you know that Jesus' family, Jesus was the carpenter, the builder, really, in that day, stone, more than wood. Um, and he's the fisherman. And he goes, well, we've actually been fishing all night. And we kind of might know how to fish, usually. <laughs> <laughs> might know where the nets go. But he kind of answers and goes, well, we have been doing this, but if you say so... Yes, we will give it another go. So at this moment, Peter's kind of having to confess that they didn't have that great night fishing. Jesus is meeting Peter in a place of his kind of failure or shame. Confesses that he doesn't have the fish from last night. But yes, they'll follow Jesus' invitation and fish again. And so they do that. And the catch that they out of the sea of fish is miraculous. And that's the words that are used, this miracle haul of fish. So Peter calls to the business partners, as it's put in some of the translations, to bring their boat and to gather up all the fish. And at this point, Peter turns to Jesus, falls down on his knees in the boat and says, leave me, for I am a sinful man. Will depart from me. I'm not willing to be close to you. And that's this moment that I want to bring us to. This moment of our humility, of being in the presence of the holy, the divine God, where we say, we are not worthy. And those words that flow from our lips, often as we come to receive the table of the Lord, we are not worthy. So much as to gather the crumbs from under your table, we are not worthy. And that place of knowing our humanity, with Jesus having met with Peter in his humanity, is a point for us to come to, perhaps many, many times in our faith journey. But it is often the beginning of faith. The place of poverty in spirit as Jesus would go on to preach in the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. And we confess our poverty in spirit to say, I, in my humanity, am not worthy to be so close, so intimately connected to the holiness, the beauty, the unconditional love of divinity. I want to take us to a very different time of being in the boat for Peter now. This is the time when Peter has left everything to follow Jesus. And just to say, to hold that many fish, the catch of a lifetime, they then left everything. They left it to follow Jesus. With the business partners. They left it all. They left the fish and they went to follow Jesus. So much later on, in this story, they have joined with Jesus in his, his healing ministry, his proclamation of the kingdom in the surrounding villages. And it's one of those times we sent the, the disciples on back 
in the boat across the lake, and he said he'd join them later. And the storm blows up as it can on that sea of Galilee. And uh, in the midst of the storms, the disciples are terrified, and Jesus walks on water out towards them. And when they see Jesus, first they're not sure if it's a ghost and they're terrified, and it's, it's Peter that says, if it is you, tell me to come to you on the water. And this is a really different posture from that first one in the boat, the posture of humility of I am not worthy, to this very different posture of I now know that you have called me to be with you. You've called me to step into the feet of God by following you. So therefore, if it is you, call for me to join you on the waters of the storm. Much is often made of Peter standing out on the waters and then seeing the storm and, and then kind of getting afraid as, as happens and Jesus holding out the hand and bringing Peter up. But we can sometimes forget that it was Jesus' idea to get out of the boat in the first place. <laughs> he wasn't asked to by Jesus. It was Peter. Peter that said, if it is you, ask me to come to you on the water. And that's a place of enormous courage. It's a place of faith as strong as that first faith of humility. The faith of confidence and courage in the call to have companionship with Christ. That says, where you go, I will go. Your people are my people, your God is my God. That incredible courage of faith. And sometimes we might need to come back to that moment in Peter's life, to refine our own courage. In the, one of the, the children's versions of our, of our Bible, it's a beautiful retelling of this story. And when Jesus um, reaches to Peter's hand as he begins to sing and to pull him up again, he says, why did you let your fears speak louder to you than my love? And so that moment of Peter's life where we step out in courage and then when fears begin to encircle us, we draw on the love of God and the love of Christ to resound more strongly and more clearly in our hearts and in our minds. So that might be a place in Peter's life we need to come back to again and again. And then the final moment of Peter's life, I want to just kind of pull out and extrapolate from our gospel today. And this time when Peter makes his confession, which is the pivot of today's gospel. Who do you say that I am? You are the Messiah. And to which Jesus responds to Peter the rock on whom I will build my church. Now in Jesus and Peter's friendship, there are okay, three framings or metaphors of the way that Jesus relates to Peter. In the first one that brought to us is the imagery, the metaphor of fishing. Follow me and I will make you fishers of people. In this time, Jesus is using Peter's language. Peter's a fisherman. He's using his language. And the one we hear today 
Jesus is using his trade, his language, the builder, the carpenter, the builder. Now I, I come from a family of carpenters in my village in England that had 400 years and my granddad was um, the carpenter, it was always Chapman and Sons. And um, my mum's cousin was the last one with the kind of carpenters in the kind of family tradition and the world has changed so much. But I spent a lot of my Sundays with the English Sunday roast. We'd always go off to the workshop beforehand and be taught how to use the lathe and make things. And so I kind of know that kind of um, apprenticeship life. And um, it was found this morning at 8 o'clock, the prayer book where me and my husband were married here in this church, and he's a mechanic. And he um, knows the apprenticeship life, that he himself was an apprentice and has apprenticed other people. And that apprenticeship language I see in the way that Peter and Jesus speak. So Jesus speaking to Peter first of his trade, his skill, and then switching it to be his. You've left that life now, Peter. You come to me, and I'm apprenticed you, and you're taking upon you my trade, my skill. But there's a third one. And this third one is when Peter has denied Christ during the Passion, and Jesus meets him again on the sea by the shore and restores him and commissions him again. The three-time conversation of, do you love me? And the language that he uses there is not the fisherman or the building, but that of the shepherd. Feed my sheep. Jesus uses a, a shared metaphor, one deep, deep, deep in the tradition of the family of God, the great shepherd. From Psalm 23, what a line through Jesus in a fresh way, where Jesus says, I am the shepherd. Where Peter is invited into the fullness of the tradition of God in a new way that both he and Jesus share. So in Peter's life, we see God who comes to dwell with us exactly as we are and invites us to leave everything, our identity, our resources, our security, to follow Jesus. But instead of doing that, being given a new language, a new way of being that unites us into the great history of God's people. It's an invitation for an adventure. One that our four people today um, confess amongst us all and that we all pray with our amens. And I want to ask us all to take into our hearts the next 40 days of particular prayer for each of our young people today. To pray for them each day for the next 40 days. In our words from Acts, it was the prayers of the church around Peter in that time, a fervent prayer. And Peter then walked with angels. And my hope and prayer is each of our candidates today in their confession of faith will experience that same invitation of transformation and walk with Jesus and find themselves walking with angels.